It's the XF52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Famous Seafood. My name is Jake Luke. And boys, it's officially week one. We're here. But it up. Oh, the hard hat What a find this was. Uh, Andre Luke went digging around and uh, found this from many decades ago. And uh, for any, anyone listening on the podcast feed, it is a Ravens hard hat in Fireman Ed uh, kind of fashion here. Maybe I'll be wearing this out to the game on Sunday. Who knows? It, you know, maybe it'll make an appearance. But uh, I'm joined by Spencer Nathaniel Schultz. I'm joined by Brian Black. Gentlemen, how are we doing as week one is finally here? Before we start, I just want to say those darn Luke boys are always just digging around. Oh, we're digging around something. Week one is here. Lions, Chiefs. Great ass. <laughs> Lions, Chiefs, ready to rock and roll. Week one is here. Ravens, Texans preview. Let's let's do it, baby. The boys. These are the football. These are the football boys. Us three. These are the the footy boys. It's a pleasure to be here, boys. It's uh, I've been watching what you guys do for a long time, and like this is part of why we got together. What was it? It's been what six months, whatever. Yeah, this is what it's all about. It's uh, it's about Ravens football. I know the birds are doing their thing over at the yard, and, and we're all fired up about that. But uh, you know, this is this is king here. This is football. It's it's September. We're you know two hours from kick on. Uh, I mean, a dud of a week one opener, but football nonetheless. We can't really complain. What is the thing that Schefter always tweets in like, you know, May 1st when some like draft pick trade Solid. happens? NFL is still king. Like, yeah, it's no matter what, NFL is still king. But yeah, that we, we're buzzing. I can tell. Spenny's got the smile on his face. Brian, you're, you're playing grab ass with people in the background down there uh, live from Ocean City. So it's been, uh, it's been a, a good opening to the show here. I can tell the energy is going to be good. I'm giddy, boys. I'm excited. You're right. I can't you're stop glowing. smiling. I'm fired up. We are oh, here. Well, that, well, I've got an orange screen next to me a little bit, but I've, 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 boys, I've, I think I've submitted over 150 bets in the last 24 hours. Potentially some, uh, potentially some Jersey my, Shore vibes here with the lighting probably. going on. All my, all my futures are in. All my futures are in. All my friends are dead. Let's rock and roll. Yep, and uh, yeah, a lot of bets to place tonight. I, I sprinkled a couple on. Uh, on the game tonight, I sprinkled a little bit on the tennis tonight, so it's a big betting night for your boy. I'm not usually laying a ton down, but once we get into football season, that's when I start to you know dabble a little bit more. So excited for that, but we are here to talk about the Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans week one at M&T Bank Stadium, 1 p.m. Going to be a scene. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of tailgating. Hopefully, it'll have cooled off a little bit by then. There is going to be, so there's some rain in the forecast, not just for this weekend, but for that day as well. It's not looking that crazy as brian and i were discussing uh just had some weather roll in here there is some heavy rain here uh in reicherstown currently hopefully my, my uh, mic is not picking that up but uh yeah it might be some elements out there on uh on sunday a little bit of a late summer storm situation hopefully that all clears up and tailgating is just kind of uh, nice and easy but uh, we'll see what happens we'll see how it affects the game but ravens are uh i guess depending on where you look they're about nine or ten point favorites uh against the texans Starting C.J. Stroud, the Stroud boys coming to town. Uh, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach in D'Amico Ryans, bringing his coaching staff over from San Francisco to an extent with offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. And then I'm not sure if he's calling the defensive plays or who he's got calling them, but uh, looks like uh, they, they've got it themselves. I think Spenny and I were talking about this on uh, yesterday's episode. I think they got themselves a little bit of a talented staff that's in development here, but they are very, very early in the rebuilding process. They're going to let C.J. Stroud take his lumps. Uh, first impressions of this game, Brian, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, this is all the makings of your your classic Ravens, just absolute romp in week one. They they seem to have a tendency to to roll out in that opening week and just absolutely dog whoever they're playing, especially when it's at home. And the Texans are let's let's be honest, bottom three roster in the NFL. I think we can all agree that's about the case there. You look through their depth chart, you're not really seeing many names that are really you know giving you nightmares at all. Um, you know, Laramie Tunzel obviously is a top tier left tackle, but other than that, like I'm not shaking in my boots about anybody. Um, so uh, with everything that the Ravens have done and they, they seem to play well in week one, I think we're going to get a really big performance from one of the newcomers. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but it seems like the, every year it's like Marcus Williams gets a pick or even like, you know, we hate the name now, but Earl Thomas gets a pick in that big first game down in Miami. Like, this is all the makings of one of those feel-good, ooey-gooey, week one, just romp a bad opponent at home and, and get the good vibes going early type of situation. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of I'm feeling the same way. I mean, we'll get into that, obviously, with our predictions, but it does have the, uh, have the vibes of just two teams in very different situations right now. Uh, and I can't really say that the Ravens have very often been in the situation that the Texans are in right now, where it's just kind of that full tear down and then start over type thing. But yeah, it, it feels like, you know, a team that's at the beginning of the, uh, of the beginning of the rebuild, like I said, they're at the bottom of the mountain. The Ravens have uh, scaled some mountains in recent years and they, uh, they are battle tested and I think it's going to show through, but it is a week one game. And I do think that there is something to the idea that, you have no scar tissue. You can kind of just go out there and let it, you know, let it fly, let it rip. I think CJ Stroud is going to be excited to do that. We'll get into it more with the specific matchups, but there is a little bit of talent in this receiving core and uh, some of the free agent signings that they've brought in bring a modicum of professionalism to a roster that really needs it. Spenny, what's your first impression with this one? Rookie quarterback against the defense that likes to sim pressure and give different looks. I think that maybe something I may, I'm either a genius or classically think I am. And I'm absolutely not. And everyone's talking about this and I just haven't heard it yet, but Mike McDonald has played CJ Stroud. He's yeah. done this before. So CJ Stroud, it's very similar defensively to what was going on. Michigan, the hashes, whatever college football is different. Ohio state loves their mesh. Their everything's mesh. McDonald was brought in to kill mesh. Um, so I think there's a little tiny modicum of relativity there that could be comfortable for McDonald could be comfortable for Stroud, but simulating pressure, the, the Ravens throughout the history of the franchise have feasted for this exact reason on rookie quarterbacks, especially in a week one. I mean, th th this is bloodbath potential for sure. Being able to blitz a Kyle Hamilton corners, different looks, dropping guys off. That's not what most defenses do. We even saw in preseason, the Ravens simulated pressure the third most of any team. They are still blitz heavy. It's not as like aggro man blitz heavy as Wink Martindale was obviously, but um, it's tough to be in your first NFL game. You're going to be a little bit nervous. You're on a team with a rookie head coach. There's a lot of new players and, oh, the defense is something completely different than what we've seen in practice or probably what we've seen in preseason it's going to be guys dropping off the line of scrimmage and blitzing left and right. Um, they have a couple new offensive linemen. They have a rookie center. I think Patterson's a rookie. If I'm he's a, yeah, he's a six-rounder. They drafted Juice Scruggs in the second round, and then uh, he's on the IR right now, so they got to roll with Patterson. Yeah, they got Shaq Mason. Tunsil's obviously great. Um, receivers, we'll see. Tank Dell, whatever. But um, I just think the main battle is, is Mike McDonald throwing the kitchen sink at a rookie quarterback having fun like this is what the ravens all offseason think about doing 
confusing the living hell out of a quarterback, forcing turnovers, forcing bad reads, not knowing where to go with the football. And when you go look at um, PFF does their green line, every single player prop is under for every for attempts. Somehow it doesn't, this doesn't even make sense, but it'll be for rushing attempts, rushing yards, receptions, and receiving yards. So I guess their thing is a pretty low scoring game. Um, the war of attrition is going to be Damian Pierce, who is my prince of fantasy football. One of my, one of my absolute favorite darlings this year. Um, he's really fun, but the Ravens have an incredibly stout interior defensive line. The linebackers are eliminators are, are terminators. And you've got a Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams that can go tackle too. So um, Pierce isn't the kind of guy that you can go. If I'm looking at the Ravens defense right now, I'm looking all right, all right, they have Rocky Sin who just came here and Ronald Darby or Brandon Stevens. I'm attacking the shit out of them. I'm going to spam them with screens. I'm going to try to run to the perimeter, but Pierce isn't really that kind of guy. He's a between the tackles guy. Um, that's kind of what I anticipate this run game being. Slowick, like you mentioned, is hands guy outside zone could get to those corners, but from the tack Texans, I am staying away from the middle of the field. I am throwing deep shots off of play action over on the sidelines, trying to be away from Marcus Williams. And I'm going to try and, attack with screens and some quick passes at those corners super quickly. Yeah, I think those perimeter shots are good for a guy like Nico Collins, who's got some size and physicality. Uh, looking through this list, I mean, Robert Woods, they brought in, he brings some of that profession, you know, professionalism that we mentioned, but outside of him, it's Mechie coming off of, uh, you know, God bless him. He beat leukemia and he had to go through chemotherapy and all that. Hopefully everything's okay, but he's coming off of that. Tank Dell is a rookie to your point. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I thought was like sneaky, a pretty good signing for a young team and a young quarterback who's going to like throwing to a tight end. You mentioned the mesh concepts. He's maybe going to be a good guy to run that. They still have Brevin Jordan there. I feel like he hasn't done anything in his career, but he's got the athleticism at least if they want to make use of it. Uh, and yeah, just outside of that, I mean, like it feels like they're going to have to try to get after these cornerbacks early because that's the clear weakness and Rocky Sin's going to have his hands full because if you want to try to get Dalton Schultz involved good luck with that because you got Roquan Smith there you got Kyle Hamilton behind him uh, as kind of that uh, tight end eliminator should they choose to use them that way um, Brian what is a uh, successful like start to this game for the defense look like to you I mean it's three or three and out or bust if we can go further ideal it's two stuffs in a sack just set the tone early um like like spenny said i think it's all about creating pressure and creating disguises and um i really want to see you know between ojabo and owe like i think getting off to a start where they can actually put a sack on the board and uh kind of set the tone for the entire season for themselves because it seems like with owe it's a matter of just like hey if he can actually get to the quarterback get him on the ground the confidence can build, you know, go through the roof. Um, but uh, I think that's just going to get the building going early. I think the energy behind the crowd is something that I'm really excited to see because we've had this cloud over our head not to go down that whole road with the Lamar Jackson contract thing. But there's been just been a bad taste in the fan base's mouth for the last year plus. And I'm excited for it to be about football again and about playing the way the Ravens like to play and creating the buzz that we felt hell the buzz that we felt like in the third quarter against Miami last year. Like, I just want that feeling back Just something that just gets you fired up and gets you thinking Super Bowl real quick. That might've been the last time I didn't think about the contract situation now that you mention it. Yeah. I mean, last time until it was on the dotted line. Well said, I think the forgotten pieces, like there's a couple, but 
I'm I'm curious to see what Michael Pierce is going to do here. I think this could be a big Michael Pierce game. I think he's maybe the one guy that is just no one said a word about in a long time. Looked really good last year for a short amount of time and then took some some tweaking. So Matabike, Pierce, Washington, Urban inside, wrecking shop there a little bit. Could see a big game out of those guys. I think that's kind of what's needed. Um, and then, hey, Ajabo, OA, great Great feast for them and opportunity for them. They, they, it's a rookie quarterback in week one. You should make him look like a rookie quarterback. You should be able to work him. You should be able to penetrate and and deal with a frazzled body and turn a fr- maybe frantic rookie into someone that is like out of their mind, buzzing, feels like they're not even in their own body. But CJ Stroud to me is just the when I watched any game or any tape I ever saw of him, it's like if he uses his legs. He has a great game. If he doesn't, and they're not playing like, I don't know, Rutgers at Ohio State, like if he's not moving, buying himself time, scanning downfield, extending plays, he could get into trouble a lot of times. That's what Michigan did to him with Mike McDonald and last year. So if CJ Stroud's going to have a big day, got to move, got to move, got to move, got to move. And my big, my big brain take of like the, this year, the thing that I've realized, I swear to God, Big college football is not much slower than the NFL. I don't even think it's slower. Like I don't think the speed thing. It sounds like it feels like a lot of rookies. We heard Bateman talk about it. We've heard Queen talk about it. They're like, no, everyone always said it was faster. It's actually not faster. It's way stronger. Like the guys will rip me down with one arm. It is they're quicker to process and things like that. But I don't know. We we watched uh Dan, we watched like Daniel Jones come into the league and be like, oh shit, I can just fucking run. Oh my god, this is not even what I did in college. Justin Fields. Didn't really run that much in like he did, but he wasn't a run first guy runs for 1100 yards on on the bears. Like CJ Stroud, my advice to you, if you want to have a good day, buy yourself some time, be confident in your athleticism, throw the ball away and and pick your shots. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be going to be critical for a guy with some, you know, suspect areas along the offensive line. I think Fant is starting at right tackle. He's he's been around a while. He's solid. But yeah, you got Patterson, like we mentioned in the middle there. And then uh, who else is it? Uh, let's see. They've got uh, Josh Jones, left guard, Shaq Mason, solid at right guard. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be key. And I think it is going to be key for a guy like Owe and a guy like Ojabo. Can you corral him when he tries to uh, spin out or use his athleticism to step up? And what's his pocket presence going to look like in an environment, like you said, where he might be nervous? Jadavian Clowney, big revenge game here. Got to get revenge on the Texans. So are we going to do uh, some of these interior pressures that you and I talked about? Are we going to see him in that Pernell McPhee role? I'm interested to see what we get out of Clowney uh, in this week one game. Clowney, you mentioned that. It's like perfect. I remember when he left uh, Houston, he said, I don't want to be on the inside. I want to have my hand in the dirt on the perimeter. And it was like someone that can't quite shoot threes efficiently, like only wanting to shoot threes. It's like, brother, be what you are. You can be an all pro player. Maybe if you kind of just embraced being that kind of Zadarius Smith body, you're not some flashy speed rushing, you know, Tamba Ali, like Dwight Freeney, go be a shit kicker in the trenches. That's what you're good at. Um, so the Ravens getting him now into exactly that McPhee role. Very exciting. And we'll see, man, it was, it was really such a crazy development. I think we might've talked about this on an episode, but what we ended up hearing through the grapevine was that the Ravens did want Van Noy. They bring in Clowney to negotiate with Van Noy, use it as a ploy, lowballed Clowney, and he said, "Okay, yeah, that's, that that's sounds so good. Sick, I'll take by that." The way. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Okay, yeah, I don't even care." And it's like Clowney's made eighty million dollars. Like, 
I don't know what the guy's spending habits are like, but I can't imagine he blew all of it already to the point where he needs a couple mil from the Ravens. So um, wants to be here, wants to play, wants to, I imagine wants to win. A lot of guys, especially defensively, come to the Ravens to win. That has been the cornerstone there. So have a day, Jadevian Clowney. Big guy, too, which a lot of people don't realize. I saw him on the sidelines uh, at FedEx Field and was just absolutely blown away. What an Adonis. He's an Adonis. He's in the prime of his life. He should be swinging. So, yeah, we're really excited for that. Um, I guess, is that all we got on defense? Move over to the other side? Uh, that's all I got. Let me read a couple. Let me read a couple of the lines super quickly for the Texans offensively. Looks like FanDuel thinks CJ Stroud throws one touchdown. He's minus 400 to throw one touchdown, plus 164 to throw two. Looks like we have Damian Pierce over under set at 60 yards rushing. Devin Singletary, 22 and a half. We have Dalton Schultz. You can get it minus 230 for 25 plus yards. 40 yards plus 116. So I think he's about to have about 30 some odd yards. Nico Collins right around the 40, 50 yard mark there as well. So doesn't sound like the books think the Texans score more than one, maybe two touchdowns total. Um, so probably have them somewhere around 10, 13 points on the books. Okay, very good. Moving over to the offensive side of the ball, Banks, what would disappoint you in Todd Monken? What would constitute a disappointment of Todd Monken's debut of this offense? What would disappoint me? I think something under 350 to 400 yards. Like I think we're looking to, to pile some stats here. I think we, I think we want to see the boys air it out a little bit, even if they build that lead up. I think we want to see. I, I always, it's like my template for the a perfect football game, but that Miami game in 2019, it felt like there was an effort from Lamar and the rest of the offense to just throw the fuck out of the football and not run whatsoever. If I'm remembering right, I think Lamar had one carry for six yards. So Mark, Mark Ingram had a huge game that day. That was kind of the, that got him going a little bit, but yeah, they, they were committed to really committed to throwing the ball. Yeah. I, I feel like they want to send a statement with, um, just what their new look looks like. Um, I want to see something in the 30s in terms of what's on the on the scoreboard. I'm looking at some lines with Lamar Jackson. He's plus 120 to throw over one and a half touchdowns. I think you slam the uh, the plus 120 there. Um, just I was stunned by that number. Um, but yeah, I think we just we just want to see the ball get spread out a good amount. See each of the boys get a catch. You know, between Zay Bateman and obviously Odell Beckham and. Uh, yeah, I just want to see the boys cook. That's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. Let's see the boys cook. I love that. Yeah, and uh, they they really should be against this defense. I mean, you've got a I think like a decent safety group. They brought in Jimmy Ward in free agency. Jalen Petrie was solid last year. We obviously were big fans of his. He had like six interceptions, but he also missed a lot of tackles looking at this PFF article. So Stingley's still there at corner, you know, an, an ascending player. Steve Nelson is a pro on the other side of him. And then like you got some guys, MJ Stewart, Eric Murray. These are all guys, Shaq Griffin. Like they've, they've been in the league for a while. They'll kind of be backing those guys up up front. It's Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins, Jonathan Greener, Denzel Perryman at linebacker. A lot of these guys, free agent pickups, like I said, that are bringing the uh, the professionalism to a young team that I think D'Amico Ryans might be able to get some good football out of. And then obviously, Will Anderson Jr. is uh, their their top pick there uh, alongside Stroud, and he's going to be headlining this defense. So, uh, Spenny, what do they need to do offensively, the Ravens, to get off to a good start here? I think that this is going to be, like, and maybe I sound like an absolute fool, but the 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 as a coaching staff rookie quarterback you expect to win lamar jackson wins a lot of games you're at home you feel good 
What do you want to do for the Bengals? They don't look ahead. It's one game at a time. You have a divisional game against Joe Burrow next week. Like, it's week one, all excited. That's a big game. That's a really, 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 really big game. What do you want to show, and why do you want to show it? Tough. Tough question for, for me to answer. I think that is a huge question that needs to go on. Obviously, hey, maybe it's a 13-10 to 10 game in the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter. Got to win the game. Um, but starting out, you know, you definitely want to get your reps in at the same time. You need this pass game to beat the Bengals. You want to get your reps in so that you can come back. We heard Lamar Jackson talk at the podium today about, I'm just really excited to see the offense in a real game. Then we'll have something to actually talk about. Lamar didn't play in the preseason. He doesn't have any reps. He, he had against the commanders. That's not real. It's simulated. You know, they're throwing each other around Mark Andrews, suplexing guys, whatever. Um, but they need some reps so that they can talk, but then how much do you want to show? If it does develop into the way the books have it, and I think all three of us have it, it's a little bit of a blowout. How far do you want to push of what you want to do against the Bengals? Hey, maybe they have something entirely different, but for this offense to have success, let's talk about D'Amico Ryan's defense. Likes to rush for. Likes to play uh, a game that's predicated on his inside linebackers closing windows, his safeties coming downhill and fitting, and also usually a lot of robber, um, having a guy like Jalen Petrie who can really break on the ball. Jimmy Ward they have comes over from San Francisco, one of the most underrated players in the league in my opinion. Jimmy Ward can air traffic control. He knows the defense. He can be that deep safety or you know deep half, whatever it is. Um, ultimately, it's exciting. I'd say the most exciting player outside of Will Anderson, who – I've obviously talked about so much. My number one player in this class. Love that guy. Stingley was in Lovey Smith's cover two. That is like, uh, you know, Sauce Gardner would have been great in that. That would have been a really nice matchup. Derek Stingley, it's, I, I can't even think of a good comparison. It's like, I don't know, making a switch hitter only bat from one side of the plate, like making Adley only hit right-handed for some reason at Oriole Park. That's my best comparison I can think of right now. Stingley in this defense should be, Ooh, excited, fired up. I think a super talented player. I had him graded over Sauce and started to come on at the end of last year. But Stingley, to me, is going to be a catalyst here. He needs to make some plays. Jalen Petrie, I'm super high on. Exciting young pieces. John Greenard, someone that I wanted the Ravens to trade for various times, wanted to draft. He had a really good year last year. Um, so this 49ers defense, we should, we should know a little more about that than we know about what Sloak's going to do. Sloak's a young guy. We haven't seen him on his own. D'Amico Ryans runs a defense similar to the one he played in, and we've seen it. So uh, war of attrition here. <sighs> I want to see Linderbaum. I want to see Zeitler. I want to see Simpson able to make some ground in the inside. Combo deuce blocks. Everybody likes to call him deuce. Combo blocks to me. I want to see J.K. Dobbins get going downhill in the trenches, up the gut, in their mouth, make those safeties start coming up, hit him over the top. Wow. And uh, I guess let's see a little no huddle, right? Let's that's what everybody keeps talking about. That's what we've talked about all year. We're gonna push the pace a little bit. Let's see how much they push that. Um, the Orioles, a great article. I can't remember who wrote it last week. Was saying that they're basically a fast break NBA team. They just keep running on you and running on you and running on you. They hit and then they push for two second base. Then they will turn you know first to third into first to home or second to third into second to home. Is that what we're gonna see with the Ravens? Is that what we're gonna see push the pace? So what does that look like? Um, I'm sure we'll see lots of hilarious, totally original tweets about like, oh my God, I can't believe the ball's getting snapped with 21 seconds left on the play clock. Thank the Lord. Um, so hopefully <laughs> we see that an a little idea bit. for a tweet that's going to go really viral. Oh my gosh. It'll be, I can't wait for all of the people who I won't name that tweet that, but um, yeah, let's, let's see what the fast pace looks like. 
Uh, let's spread it around. And man, Mark Andrews a little dinged up. We'll see what happens with him. But I'm, I'm excited for Isaiah Likely. I'm excited for Zay Flowers. And um, I think we're going to see guys get the ball in space in the flats a lot early, maybe. Get those safeties to start coming down. If you can run the ball a little bit. And my, my final question is like, how much of the, the power, the bash, the veer do we see out of the Ravens? Even if Lamar doesn't keep the ball, how much power does Todd Munkin use? How much of that do you retain? You had four years of Greg Roman. Guy had four or five really big red flags in his offense that, that stunted growth in many ways, but that run game was not one of them. So let's see how much of that's retained. It makes me wonder if they lean purposefully against that to set up and establish their own identity. I would not begrudge him if he did. And for me personally, I'm looking for a big day from these young wide receivers. Odell Beckham hitting the injury report actually with an ankle was limited on Thursday. So something to monitor there. I expect him to suit up. He met with the media. He seemed to be all good. So we'll see what happens there. But even, you know, you mentioned this Bengals game and you know what? Let Stingley you know, cover Beckham, let him worry about him. And then Bateman and Zay Flowers, let's see a big game out of these guys. Rashad Bateman, you know, kind of a surly offseason. He had some uh, some issues with the way things were handled and, you know, seems like things are all good now. But let's uh, let's turn that into uh, let's turn that turnaround into practice. Let's put it on the field. Uh, Zay Flowers, let's continue building upon a great preseason and training camp and uh, show that you're the guy that we think you are. I really, uh, really to the conversation we had the other day, I really do believe in this guy. I think he's going to be the one and uh, very excited for a, a big debut out of him. And even like some of these guys like Nelly Aguilar, go score a touchdown, man. Like, you know, prove these people that were making fun of that signing before any other move had really had time to to be made before Odell Beckham was in the picture, like several months before, like, you know, everyone kind of he's a little bit of a meme at this point and for solid reasons, but you know, show the people that you're a solid wide receiver for Duvernay. Let's make some plays in the return game. Like I assume he's still going to have opportunities to do that. So let's go for a full team win here, but I do want to see these young receivers behind Beckham really step up and allow Beckham, like I said, to be fully rested for what is going to be a big game uh, in week two. And then, you know, obviously when they overlook the Texans and they lose this game, I'm going to look like an idiot, but uh, it just, it does feel like it's an opportunity for certain guys to get reps Brian, what are you looking for out of this offense overall? Other than the boys cooking. The boys cooking. Um, specifically, I, I want to just see the the ball spread around a lot. I want to see them kind of like manipulate and pick apart this defense as uh, Spenny just kind of laid out, um, bringing those safeties in, hit them deep over the top. I want to see Lamar actually connect on some of these deep balls. It's been an issue for, for a few years now, um, and I think early in his career – he was missing a couple of those throws, but also hitting them. Now he's not hitting them you know, in addition to the misses. Um, but I want to see some opportunities to throw deep, and I want to see some connections made. Um, and I want to see I want to see Mark Andrews up a seam, just bulldoze somebody, just to get the, the blood flowing a little more. That's along the lines of cooking, I guess. Like, I just want to get fired up and just feel my plums and just get all, ugh, all fired up. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's something that would definitely get me going. I'm also curious to see how much they're going to put Pat Ricard out there see what his role is in this new look offense um i think that's one of the big question marks and um who knows they may have so little of a role for him but he's a pro bowl fullback you don't just you know shed those aside it'll be interesting to see if they go out of their way to try to bring him into the mix here or um what type of like short you know short yard situations he may be useful in i don't know that's one of the bigger question marks um when it comes to an individual player on the roster right now yeah, Munkin said something to the effect of him being a great asset to today, Thursday, that is, so as you're listening to this yesterday. So, you know, he's still in the picture, and it is going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with him there. Uh, 
Over under rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. 35. Over. 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 He'd be scrambling. And you know I usually don't say this about really any players, but the Texans linebackers suck. Mm. They mm. fucking suck. Is that what you're saying? They don't have they don't have D'Amico Ryan's does not have his guys. I can probably the Vegas line's 52 and a half on that. Bob. I'm kind of wondering, like, so you mentioned, like, the vibes of the week one coming out and just wiping an opponent off the map. I'm kind of wondering some 2020 Cleveland Browns vibes. Are they in play here? Where Lamar really didn't run the ball at all. He kind of just sat back there and picked that Brown secondary apart. And I know there's maybe some talented players back there, but it does feel like with this new wide receiving core, I feel like he's going to want to make a statement. So I'm interested to, I'm interested to follow that uh, rushing over under. I probably should have looked it up on a sports book, but just that's off the dome. I was kind of wondering if it would be. Uh, he, he is the high paid man now. So like that can maybe mentally cause a shift of like, yeah, I, I don't have to do that anymore. And maybe the Ravens told him like, Hey, don't, don't, we don't care. PCL, whatever. Um, don't, don't worry about it. It's all good. Who, who says Monkey he doesn't me. want to do it? Like I, maybe that's what he I wants. I think he likes putting people on posters no matter what. Yeah, I, I agree. Think he, like shaking, shaking and jiving. Um, Christian Harris, Denzel Perryman, Blake Cashman. They have Henry two who's, who's okay in Alabama, but um, I just Denzel Perryman's giving the Ravens a little trouble, actually, honestly, and he maybe he's a little underrated, so I'll, I'll exclude him from that. But I, I see them work in the middle of the field here uh, if they can get anything going out wide. So I think it's a, a rough day for Texans linebackers. Um, Tyler Linderbaum in this offense, he should be getting to the second level. A lot, even more than in Greg Roman's offense. You're down blocking a lot more. This is a much more comfortable fit for Tyler Linderbaum than Greg Roman's offense was. Um, Ro- Greg Roman also, the PFF does the grade relative to expectation or difficulty of block, which always lines up with what me and Cole always see pretty much. I think you're the third hardest on average difficulty of assignment in pass pro. I don't think that'll be the case. I think it'll regress towards average and, and you know, it won't be like, oh my God, Tyler Linderbaum's having trouble with so-and-so. It's not like they have some beast in the middle necessarily, but uh, I'm, I'm looking for Tyler Linderbaum to have maybe a couple highlights here and uh, be who a lot of people thought he would be coming out of Iowa. Um, kid, kids still can't grow a beard. So, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's grow a beard this year, Tyler. I feel like that ship might've sailed at this point. What is he like? 24? Yeah. Uh, 23. Yeah. I didn't grow a beard. Uh, this this wasn't 23. Brian, you have darker hair, so you might have been cooking pretty early. Yeah, yeah. I was a, uh, a chin beard guy on the baseball field in high school, so it, it was there to be grown. You definitely were like the uh, you wanted to look like a like mid nineties reliever really bad. So as soon as you like got your first like you know peach fuzz, you were just going for those clippers and you know. It just, was J- Josh Beckett was my spirit animal. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Josh Beckett. So uh, let's let's have a, let's see a day from Tyler Linderbaum. That's what I uh, want to see. What goes on there? People will talk about Simpson. Um, that's fine. Whatever. It, even if he's not that great, I'm. That's not. A, the Eagles had five great starters and like maybe one other team that I'm not thinking of last year. You're, Ronnie you're Stanley also the injury report. I saw some belly aching about that. Just get used to it, guys. Like it's just going to happen this year. Yeah, it's the so, same. Uh, injury, we've also like, we also heard Morgan Moses like glow about how Ronnie Stanley has his first full healthy season off season in like three years and how great he looks at the same time. So uh, Ronnie Stanley is on the the list of guys that don't really have to practice that much. He's that good. He's that proven. He's highly paid. Don't care what he does in September. Let's have Ronnie Stanley healthy later in the year. Sure. 
Okay, so is that uh, all we got on the game before we can jump into some uh, just other other general talk about our plans? Um, what else we got? Overall spread we didn't get into. Ravens, 10-point favorites, 500 on the money line, minus 500, and the over-under is 43.5. I um, guess we'll get to Predickies in a moment, but see, interesting, interesting lines there, interesting lines. Might be doing some alt total points there on this one, but... Uh, interesting overall. So I guess the Ravens are supposed to win like 27 to 16, something like that. Sure. Somewhere around those lines. According to the books. Okay. So do you want to get into predickies? Yeah, we can do predickies. Okay. I'm going to go Ravens win this game 31 to 18. I'm going to start you with a weird score right away. Good. <laughs> Brian, that's Brian. You're new here. We do not pick normal numbers. That's yeah. the one quirky thing jake and i have i think of this whole thing we we were doing go ahead and pick 30 to 20 it doesn't matter but i'm picking 36 to 11 ravens <laughs> that's that's hilarious because i i was had 38 10 in my head and i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna spice this up i'm gonna go 37 11 mm. beautiful so, beautiful yeah well done it, all, it, it all works out yeah it's, it does it's gonna be a rob I hope I so. I hope it, uh, this. I, I really be, hope this rain does not become a factor. I, I don't know if Lamar is as much of a mutter as I want him to be. Can we make a? Can we? Can we put a moratorium on sad rain? It's going to rain. It's been raining every single game in Baltimore for the last like four years. Remember or, the the Bills game? What was that? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Both that Bills was, game. Both times the Bills came here. The Bills last year it rained. Yes, it rains every single Sunday in Baltimore. So are we putting a moratorium on talking about it or on the there, fact? No, 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 no. We can't complain about the rain or it's just going to keep coming. Can we, can we like rain dance? Can we like hope that it rains? Let's get some nice slickers. I have a nice Ravens rain jacket. It's why does it keep rain? I'm, I'm complaining by not complaining. It rains every single game. I swear to God. Oh, uh, ever heard of climate change, bro? That's what you're, if like you say that on Twitter, people are going to slide right in. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Everything is climate change. Well, that's we're not getting into that, but you know, I'm not a climate change denier by any means. Don't don't put it. Would in you rather paper. have it rain or be as hot as it was like today and yesterday? Probably rain. It was brutal. These last there we go. Days. We're putting positivity on the rain. I love it. Okay. Hey, what what was the old speaking of the bills? It was the Marv, Marv Levy uh, when it's too much for them, it's just right for us. Pause. Um, there you go. So okay, so we made our predictions. We are all pretty bullish. Uh, I maybe expect, expect them to score a couple more points than you guys. One more touchdown, probably. I just think the the cornerback, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a transition, I think, for that group as they wait for Humphrey. But uh, yeah, expecting a comfortable win here in Week One. What are our plans? I think Spenny, I, I might have an idea of what you're doing. Brian, what are you doing for this game? I've actually got the member member down in Ocean City um, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Um, pretty pretty confident i'll be i'll be done wrapped up by by one o'clock on sunday um but uh yeah i'll be out there i'll be watching i'll be tuned in i'll be fired up to see what the boys are doing so that's what i got got for week one i hope i hope you're done by one why do you hope that i would just to watch a game of course but i mean you were listen you already won the uh the net the net championship of the gold flight you know Correct. Correct. I'm trying to, uh, and I won a captain's cup in this in the past few weeks as well. You're like so 2000s to, tiger over there. You're just, you know, wow. You 2000 won and cup? 2001. Yeah. Three times actually three in a row. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm the only person of this podcast who can say that. Mm. You're not wrong there, brother. Yeah. Okay. 
Spenny, what are your plans? I I'm not sure yet. I um, I'm 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 mentally struggling. I want to have something at my place that I'm very very cleverly calling Raven. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet. I want to have three Ravens at my house. You're both invited, of course. There will be no more than 20 people here. I'm trying to pick three games to get really drunk at, like really, really drunk at, because I end up getting like pretty drunk or kind of drunk too many times. So I'm not sure if it's going to be this week. It might not be, but Ravens will be happening three times. You guys are, all Exit 52 boys are always welcome at, uh, at the Casa here, of course. But I'm trying to blare some really obnoxious beats at like 8.30 a.m., get really drunk, then go to the tailgating lot. A um, couple times this year, a couple times. Mm, okay. Well, you, you, I'm going to the usual spot, so you are more than welcome to uh, to roll through there. That spot is nice for me because I get to Uber around like all of the mess. I get, I might get caught in it for like five minutes, but the path from my house to there, I end up sneaking right around and through Pigtown, and uh, it's it's pretty accessible over there. Mm, okay well shout out to the schwartzes shout out to the bear shout out to chef jesse we're, we're gonna be having a good time rain or shine i'm, I'm very excited so gonna be a good weekend gonna be a good game uh, let's, let's get things started off on the right foot here that's all i'm asking for i'm not asking for much let's just go out and get it done against a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach doesn't seem like too much to ask so we are all confident that's going to happen it's going to happen i'm putting it into existence and that is uh us putting into the books for week one boys very exciting stuff Anything else before I close this out? Uh, J.K. Dobbins, fifteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns this year. Oh, Woo. we like Woo. that. Is that? I mean, are you sign? Uh, you got to sign a new contract. Starts, then. Show starts Sunday. J.K. Dobbins about to do some things. Okay. J.K. Dobbins is about to do some things. Show starts Sunday. Okay. Show starts Sunday. Well, then I will be tuning into that show. Thank you for that prediction. Thank you for joining me. Brian, thank you for joining me as well. I know you got a lot going on. You got a tournament on your mind that you got to go win. So, you know, get back in there with the physio, get back in with the, uh, with the swings, the uh, swing coach, hop on a call with George Gankus, get Scooby, you know, get some work speed. work with the tech group on a little driver tweak. I got to get something figured out there. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Listen, you're going to win. And then the Ravens are going to win. We're, we're all very excited. Thank you guys for tuning in for this uh, inaugural edition uh, of the preview show. Uh, for the Ravens. We're going to be doing these every single week. We're going to be doing a recap show as well, still dialing in all the scheduling and everything, but uh, trying to trying to get more consistent, as Spenny's been alluding to. Uh, we've been getting there with the Jumbo set. That's going to be coming uh, probably every Wednesday to your feed, so keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a little bit more deep dive focus, a little bit more kind of getting into the nitty-gritty while these are going to be a little bit more uh, taking a look at the game heading into it, and then what happened. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. So new venture for both of us. New for you for having us aboard, Brian, and uh, very excited on this end. I hope you are as well. Hope everyone listening is. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Thank you to Black Eyed Susan Spices. Uh, check them out with uh, promo code EXA52 for 10% off any of their products. They got some new ones in the pipeline, like the Captain Clyde's so, Cannon. So good, dude. Yeah. So good. The Death by Chocolate one is so good. I, I ate it on. I don't, I, I don't even remember. I, anytime I use the Death by Chocolate, it like is better than whatever i'm eating it's mm. so good well i gotta hit seb up and get you a new package because uh, like i said captain clyde's cannibal crush check that out it's a little bit more of a mild one apparently i want to get some of it myself and see what it's all about 
Uh, but like I said, exit 52 for 10% off and then fed thrill. I mean, we've been talking about this rain a little bit, but, uh, it's still very much summer here in Baltimore. It's going to be summer for another month or so. I just, I hate to break it to everyone, but this whole fall weather football stuff, pumpkin spice lattes, uh, uh-uh. we gotta, you know, we gotta recalibrate our expectations here. We're not getting fall weather for another good while. So fed thrill, uh, check them out and it's exit 52 for 10% off your first purchase there as well. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to you fellas. And uh, we will see you all on the other side of this game. See you. Arrivederci.